Today's sermon is entitled Kingdom Diversity, Kingdom Diversity. Today's message is entitled Kingdom Diversity, and I want to talk about what diversity is. I want to teach you how it relates to your franchise or how it impacts you being a franchisee and why we need to consider it. Why do we even need to deal with diversity? Diversity is a variety, uh, really implies diversity can be similar to having a variety. Uh, It is including or involving people from a range of different backgrounds or orientations. So when you talk about having diversity, you're talking about having variety. So when you're talking about doing the business of the Lord, you need to consider diversity. You need to consider diversifying your life so that it includes and involves a range of things, people, backgrounds, orientations. So this this message is going to challenge people who do things one way all the time. I'm going to show you how to break some one-way habits, some one-time, one-way habits that you've been fixed on for 30 years. I'm going to show you that that's not necessarily how God wants you to operate. Diversity is about involving and including more. Somebody say involve more. So when you live in your life in 2021, you want to add diversity, which means you're going to involve more. So diversity adds. Some of you don't change your lifestyle because you're afraid of what the additions will bring. I'm going to show you that the additions, the range of what you add is not to be feared. It actually works to your advantage. So people who do things one way all the time play it safe. They like it because it's safe, it's familiar, they do it the same way all the time and they know what the outcome is going to be. So the more diverse our beliefs or our thoughts, the more are included in God's opportunity. So when we operate as a franchise, We are operating to be able to include more people with different backgrounds and a range of history or situations. Now, God excludes no one. So if we say we're we're Christians, we're Christ-like, God excludes no one. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, that whosoever is a huge range, right? So you can't come into this and say, I'm only going to get one people. I'm only taking people with bald heads. I only do bald head people. That's all That's all the gospel is for. If you're going to reach people, if you're going to be successful in this franchise, in this family business, you are going to have to diversify your your presentation. Now, God God excludes no one, but people exclude themselves. So people exclude themselves all the time, but his love is offered to all. Now, variety implies a wider spread. 
which impacts location and how you operate. Let me explain that. When you talk about having variety, it implies a wider spread of your net. And the more area that your net covers, that impacts your location. Now watch this now. So you talk about a franchise. Let's say you have one franchise and you're only in Los Angeles. How you do business is only in LA with that one franchise. But if you spread your net wider and you open one in Long Beach and you open one in Texas and you open one in Colorado, then that impacts your location. So watch this now. Watch this. Listen, I'm saying that the more you spread your life, the more you open your life to the more location, the more terrain, the more geographically you are positioned to be a powerful servant of God. I just gave you a huge nugget there. I hope you catch it. You must operate. Listen to this carefully. This is a quotable. Write this down. You must operate parallel to the demographics you serve. You must operate parallel to the demographics you serve. Listen. No point in me trying to work out of Long Beach and I don't have a store in Long Beach. I work parallel to where my locations are. So if your location is very narrow, that your life is only about you, yourself, and and you, then your location, your operation will only be parallel to benefit you. But as you spread your life open wider, it impacts your location, which I said that, right? So you operate parallel to the demographics you serve. So if I spread my life wider than my locations or geographic, geocentric elements or aspects or locations appear in multiple places, which allows me, listen, to operate parallel to multiple locations. Okay, we're going to see why that matters in a minute. Lack of diversity means sameness. Lack of diversity means sameness. No diversity means same results. Do you want the same year that you had last year? Do you want the same results in your marriage? Do you want the same results in your finances? No, change it up, diversify. If you are doing the same thing the same way, like you did last year, then you will get the same results and you will remain in the same location. Okay, listen, you've heard a, a, a financial planner or economist say you must diversify your portfolio. It means, in other words, you diversify your shares or your investments, your bonds, your stocks. You diversify. In other words, don't invest all your money in one stock diversify it so that you catch more money in different vehicles. If it doesn't come in stock A, you might catch it in stock C, but if you only put up A and A doesn't pay, then you're broke. But if B pays and A doesn't, you you still win because you have diversified your portfolio. Me and my buddy, Vincent Bradley, Kenneth Niles, Christopher Niles, we used to go fishing early in the mornings on the pier over there in Marina Del Rey. And so I used to wonder when I first got started with them, I used to wonder why they had three and four poles. I only had one. Mama only bought me one, so I could afford. 
but they had three and four poles. And what they did was they put three and four poles out there because if pole one don't catch one, pole two might, and pole three might. So they were diversifying their ability to catch something by multiplying or diversifying. Uh, never mind. And, and what they did was they used different lures. They used different bait. One had a worm. One had squid. One had something else. One had muscle. One had something. In other words, change it up, y'all. All I'm trying to get you to see is being a Christian, listen, change the hairstyle. Maybe, I'm kidding. But I'm saying change, diversify. Well, that might help. Some of you singles who didn't, I'm just kidding. Listen, whatever it is you need to do to diversify your options, if one thing isn't working, try something else. Are you with me? There is one product. Now get me, hear me clearly on this. There is one product, the gospel. There's only one gospel, but there are multiple ways to distribute it. Are you getting me? So I'm not asking you to diversify the gospel, make up your own product. Corporate has already given us the product, right? We're franchisees of the franchisor who has given us the product. He covers the cost. We pay the price for the product, right? Remember that? But there are multiple ways in which we can get that product out to the world. Are you with me? All right. So let's ask our first question. I've got a question for you. Here's my first question. First question is, how important is diversity? Let's look at how important is diversity, because that's how God plans for his product to reach the entire world. God plans for his product to reach the entire world using the concept of diversity. I'll say that again. God plans to reach the entire world through the concept of diversity. Write this down. Diversity determines audience. Diversity determines audience. Because all audiences cannot be reached the same way, diversity is needed to determine personnel, methodology, and effectiveness in reaching all people. You cannot expect to do business for a global company and do it one way. Diversity is needed when you pick your personnel. When you hire people to work with you, you don't hire many me's. You don't want people who are exactly like you because you get the same thing. But you hire people who are challenging, who do have different points of view. Watch this now. Who do have a higher degree than you, who are smarter than you. When I'm in management, I I purposely hire brilliant geniuses. They make my job easier and they make me look better. So (laughs) I start working smarter by hiring smarter people. Diversity determines your audience. So if your personnel or if your diversity is limited, then your audience will be limited. That's all I'm saying. 
If your diversity is vast, then your audience will be vast. Why do I say that? Let me give you some scripture for it. Let me look at this. Mark 16 verse 15 says, and then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. So here is the mantra. Here is the kingdom is trying to reach the whole world. He says, go into all the world. So the franchisor tells us, if you want to be a franchisee, I need you to help us reach the entire world. The product, listen to me, the product is for everyone. Watch this, Shauna. But we as individuals won't be able to deliver the product to everyone. Why? Because it's too many. There are 8 billion people in the world. Watch what I'm saying. The franchisor in the kingdom says to us, the franchisee, he says, get the good news to everyone out there. But he's not saying literally to us as the single franchisee, he's not saying you reach 8 billion people. He's saying be a part of diversity in the business so that I will use different businesses, different franchisees in different ways to reach the whole world. One person cannot reach all, but many can reach more. Are you tracking? So watch this now. The text says, get the product to every created being. Get it to Africa, get it to Germany, get it to black, get it to whites, get it to poor, get it to the intelligent, get it to the simple, get it to the gay, get it to the straight, get it to good people, get it to bad people. In other words, you've got to be creative in thinking about ways to get this gospel to the world. And it is sickening to be a church that only believes one type of people can come to the Lord. Shame on you. God is in the business of reaching everyone. And last I checked, everyone includes drug addicts, alcoholics, liars, cheats, homosexuals, gay, lesbian, smart, ignorant. It includes everybody. And God says, you must die. God, dog it. There it is. You must diversify your presentation to not be so one-sided. Every time you show up, you got a cross on your neck with a white long robe and a Bible in your hand. Right away, I, I'm turned off. Some people are turned off by that approach. But if you show up in a basketball jersey with some Air, Air Jordans on and you come to play basketball at the park, your life will be open. Ain't nobody saying the gospel is not there. God dog it, I feel him. Nobody's saying that when you show up to the party and you don't have a Bible and you don't have a cross around your neck don't mean the gospel isn't powerful. I'm telling you, when I used to play softball, when I used to play, they'd be cussing and smoking and getting high and they'd be drinking and I'd be in the car on the break in between games studying lesson for my for my sermon tomorrow but when they got in trouble when they needed prayer they say rev can i talk to you for a minute can i talk to you for a minute rev and it doesn't matter long as i was i didn't have a robe on i had a baseball suit on god dog it and when they saw the power when when they came back and said thank you for praying for me rev it changed it turned around because i follow i'm trying to tell you the gospel doesn't change it's the method and how you present it ah god i feel him each 
of us have been created within one or some of these areas just mentioned. Why do you think God has Christians who are broke so you can reach the broke? Why do you think God has Christians who are wealthy so he can reach the wealthy? God has some of us in every area so that we can diversify Ah, never mind. I, I hope. Are they getting it, Joy? Jonna, let me know if they're getting it. Sherelle, are you with me? Let me know if you're with me, Sherelle. We must determine our audience out of the whole. We must determine who our audience is out of the whole. When the franchisor says to us, be my franchisee, reach the world, we must determine who our audience is. Remember, I told you diversity determines audience. That audience is used. Listen to this carefully. Listen, Cynthia. The audience is usually directly reflective of our ability to adapt to the audience's makeup. So in other words, whatever audience we're to minister to, it will be reflective of our ability to adapt to their makeup. In other words, we will look like them. We will act like them. We will be like them. Watch this now. Let me show you this. Let me, let me give you this next little tip. L- look at this. Diversity needs adaptability. Diversity needs adaptability. So in order to adapt to an audience, you must be gifted to do so. I'll say that again. In order to adapt to an audience, you must be gifted to do so. Listen, so I'm not asking you to fake and perpetrate. There are some audiences you are not called to reach. Amen. Amen. But when you have an audience that you're called to reach, you will be gifted to reach them. You can't just walk up in a group and act like a group. There's something special that has to occur in order to be believable. I want you to understand, listen, when you go out there and you try to witness to people, stop trying to witness to people who are rejecting you. It's not your audience. And why is that okay? Because God has another franchisee who has been gifted to reach them. It is not your job to save the world. It is your job to save your audience. Oh man, you missing that, boy. You wake up every day encumbered with the pressure and the strength, stress of trying to perform because you're trying to save the world. You're trying to save everybody. Nobody asks you to save everybody. Just ask you to save who is responsive to what you're offering. Look at this passage. Let me show you this passage. I think it's juicy and I think it's very befitting. In 1 Corinthians 9 verse 20 through 23, this is the apostle Paul who says, when I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. Do you see the adaptability? When I was with those who followed the Jewish law, I too lived under the law. In other words, I was acting like them. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring to Christ those who are under the law. Even though Paul knew he wasn't under the law, he acted, he he obeyed the law because living like them made his witness more effective. He had to diversify. Will you please stop going up to people and trying to do it your way all the time? Make it fit the recipient. Make your communication fit the recipient. Make your presentation fit the recipient. Stop doing it for you. Move on, PC. Verse 21 says, when I am with the Gentiles, 
who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from that law so I can bring them to Christ. So he says, when I'm with the Gentile, I don't follow the Mosaic law. I follow what they do so I can win them. But watch this now. He says, but I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. In other words, I'm not ignoring the Mosaic law. When I'm in the law of Christ, I'm still covered, but I'm still covering the Mosaic law. So then he says in 22, when I am with those who are weak, I share their weakness for I want to bring the weak to Christ. And then he says, yes, I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can to save some. And then he says in the last verse, I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. I'm trying to get you to see that diversity involves adaptability. To the Jew, he became a Jew. To the Gentile, he became a Gentile. To the weak, he became weak. And I'm saying to you, you have to stop being so introverted and focused on you. Diversify your life because you are a franchisee and there is an audience that God has for you that is going to respond to your diversity. That audience is going to respond to your diversity. If you do not diversify, then that audience does not receive the product. Let me go to question two and let's move on. Question two is, how diverse am I? All right, let's deal with that. How diverse am I? In other words, when we ask that question, what we're asking is, who is my target audience in business? When I started ministry years and years ago, when I planted my first church, uh, the, the church planners tell you, you have to do a survey of the location or the area in which you're going to minister. So they tell you, find out who lives in that area. Uh, what, what is the ethnicity? What is the ethnicity ratio? What is the economic status? of What is the middle range of, of salary? Um, you have to determine all of these things in terms of audience. If you go set up a church, let's say I'm, a, I'm, I'm an African-American who hoops and has organ behind me, but I, I set up a church in uh, let's say an affluent uh, Santa Barbara, uh, where it's nothing but uh, uh, Caucasian there who are used to Presbyterian uh, background. Do you think, do you really think that church is going to do well in that area? Those people will not come. You have to understand your own diversity. Now, if if I know how to hoop, when I'm, when I'm in the hood and I'll be like, yeah, everybody, Jesus can save. But then when I go to Santa Barbara and I go to the Presbyterian church, I can read the literature and say, God can save everyone. He is illustrious and in the heavens and redeems all of mankind, whoever comes to him. I, I can diversify, boo. Do you get what I'm saying? So I know how to keep it hood. I know how to keep it professional. And why does that happen? Be, watch this now. Because God has given me a range of experiences. Ah, you're going to miss it. Why do you think you get so many different trials and circumstances? Because those are training grounds for God to give you diversity in your experiences. Because your experiences help determine your reach. Oh. Oh man. Ooh. So 
don't get mad at God for taking you through that. All he's doing is diversifying your portfolio so that you can bring in more. Oh man, it don't feel good now, but after you go through it, God has trained you and you can reach more. Is anybody tracking? So I want to know how diverse am I, Tony? I want to know how diverse am I? We are going to see how our personal diversity designates an audience that is specifically designed for us. I have often said of late, Ben knows this, little Ben knows that. And and, and Daddy Kane said, don't you see earlier? I, I appreciate it. I got you. But little Ben knows this. I've said that everyone has an audience. Do you not know? Do you not know, Dolores, that you have an audience? See why. Do you not know that you you have a designated audience that God would never have called you to be saved, to be a Christian if he didn't have an audience you could reach? The problem with you not reaching your audience is that you haven't presented your product. You're lazy, you're lackadaisical, not you see why, but I'm just saying in general. I'm saying Christians don't do anything. And there's an audience that's already been determined based on you. Watch this now. If you create anything, listen, if you create red widgets, a red widget that um, sits in the lawn and and sucks up uh, caterpillars um, once a week and and keeps your, your lawn green. If you create anything, do you not know out of the 8 billion plus people in the world, somebody's going to follow you? Somebody, somebody's going to buy. You might have 10 people who will buy that product. Marketing has a lot to do with that, but that's another sermon. So let's see how diverse we are. All I'm trying to get you to see is that if you create anything, somebody's going to follow you. Somebody's going to follow you. That's all I'm trying to get you to see. So I, I'm, I'm afraid to open. I, ain't nobody going to come. Ain't nobody going to come. Don't you remember Field of Dreams? If you build it, they will come. Yeah, well, if that's your niche, if that's your calling, if that's what God called you to do, don't worry about it being filled up. The help, the people are coming. Why? Because you have diversified your presentation. All right, now watch this text. Let's go to the text. Let me share this with you. Watch this now. He says, he says this. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of, of the spirit for the common good. So check this out. The first text said there are diversity of gifts, varieties of gifts. The Greek term is charisma, which means grace or favor. Oh, I love this. I love this. Give me a minute. Listen, there are diversity of gifts In other words, that are given, we are given a certain level of charisma preaching. God gives us a certain level of likableness. In other words, there's an audience out there who will automatically like you based on the favor God has given you. And everybody has different likabilities. Everybody has, as the text says, there's diversity of gifts. So you get a likableness, you get a likableness. Come on, help me, Oprah. You get a likableness, you get a likableness. Everybody gets a different likableness. 
Your audience is not going to like me. I can't go in somebody else's church and preach and they like me. They like their own pastor, right? There's a level of likableness that people gravitate toward. So watch this now. Look at this text. The text says, and now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit, the same spirit. So watch this now. There's diversities of gifts. In other words, this this charisma you have, it is the, the term charisma, charis, which is the term for grace. The root word for grace is charis, which is God gives you charis. He gives you grace. In other words, it is unmerited likableness. In other words, whatever favor you have, you didn't deserve it. God made people like you and you didn't even earn it. He just, oh man, he just dropped some uh, Tinkerbell dust on you. Some Holy Spirit dust on you. He drops on you. Meaning there are different levels of favor that he gives to each believer. And each of us have given a different level of charm, a different level of unmerited likableness or grace or favor. But we have been given it. Now listen, we have been given that favor. Why? For the sake of diversity. He gave us different favors so we could diversify to reach the world and to distinguish us from others. Sometimes when I used to play my music, I would not tell the kids and I'd say, who's that singing? Oh, that's you, daddy. We know that's you. Why? We can tell. If you listen to my sermons, you don't have to even hear the message. You can hear my, there's a certain concept. If, who else is on, on TV talking about God dog it, right? That, that's me, right? That's my, that's my thing. I used to do something in first church years ago. Like I was riding a motorcycle. I used to do that. There are certain things that I do. You can tell that that creates, people love it. People love some of the stuff I do and that I didn't create it. I don't sit here and think, well, let me figure out what I could do to make people like me. No, it just comes from what God has given me. So your diversity distinguishes you from others. It also is for the ability to reach a targeted group of people. God designed you with a specific favor so you can reach a specific group. So ask yourself, what is my God-given favor? What is my God-given favor? What is it that I do that makes people smile? What is it that I, what is it about me that people like about me? What about me makes people respond to me? The key to finding this is by referring to the Holy Spirit. The text said there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. So if you want to know what your favor is, if you want to know what your favor is, you've got to ask the Holy Spirit. Your gifts or favor comes from the spirit. The spirit is what gives us our charisma. When you act in charisma, you're acting in the spirit. When people like you, they don't like your flesh. It is not your body. It is your spirit. People like your aura. People like what's within you. People ain't fascinated by your hair. They ain't fascinated by your makeup. Sure, that makes them look, but it's your spirit that captures people. It's your charisma that makes people interested. The spirit gives you charisma, diverse or many gifts, but only one spirit. Now, mind you, let me say this 
too. Because some of you think you're looking for any voice to tell you you're loving. But I'm telling you, there are many gifts, but one spirit. In other words, a single voice should give you guidance, not many. In other words, there ain't but one person who ought to be giving you the push and the applause. That is the Holy Spirit gives you your charisma. You are not living for people to both blow smoke up your pant leg. You are living for the Holy Spirit to give you the exuding powerful charisma that draws people into your presence. And why does your favor matter? Because it opens people's ears to the product you're about to give them. I'm telling you, God doesn't want you preaching to people who don't like you. He wants you preaching to people who have already been warmed up and are conducive to the lifestyle you live and what you have to offer them. Remember, whatever it is you are good at, listen, whatever it is you are good at, you didn't deserve it. It is a favor. It is a blessing that God, ah, calm down, PC, calm down. Hold on a second. Whatever it is you're good at, you didn't deserve it. You didn't earn it. Your degree didn't cause it. God gave it to you. There is, that's the, That's the reason some people are in the world and they're successful and famous and they never went to school. They never got a degree. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm certainly not promoting don't do education. I'm saying all of that helps. But I'm telling you, there are some stories where people are great at what they do and nobody trained them. I'm saying some stuff is just because God gave it to you. It is a favor that God has allowed any of us to do anything well. Are you getting that? Got to move on. Come on. I'm, I'm moving on because I started late. Look at this then. There are not only diversities of gifts, but there are diversities of ministries. And the Greek term for ministries is diokonia. Diakonia, which is the the English term for de- uh, the Greek term for deacons or administration. So watch this now. Though there are many gifts in one spirit, then you have a diversity of ministries or deacons. Ah, how does that make sense, PC? Well, give me a second. Watch this now. Verse five says, and there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. Notice, not the same spirit, but now the same Lord. Ah, stay with me for a minute. The diversity of ministry means that there are diversity of ways to serve. What do the deacons do? When you have deacons in the church, the deacons serve the people. When Stephen was um, selecting people, good men to serve, they were selecting people to feed the hungry, to go out and to serve. So if you're a franchisee, you're called to serve. So in other words, watch this now, God gives you favor. There are diversity of favors given, so there could be a diversity diversity of ways to use it. Ah, watch this now. So there are ways to serve. There are administrations of the favor given. So in other words, you can't just say I'm favored and leave it at that. You have to take that charisma and package it in something and give it away to God. I'm trying to, there has to be a methodology or an administration. When you say you're going to serve God, you have to bring order to it. You have to bring structure to it. You have to put it in a vehicle to use it. You can't just wake up willy-nilly and say, I'll just serve anybody. No, think about what God has invested in you. Think about the gifts and the skills. In other words, when you pick your job, pick your jobs intentionally. Pick your relationships intentionally. Stop hooking up with these buzzards and with these sleuth 
foot lazy people who won't do anything for your life. Change your aura, change your choices because the favor of God is on your life. In other words, there's only one product, but there are multiple ways of selling it. And you've got to find your vehicle. I don't want you to preach like me. I don't want you to sing like me. I'm not trying to sing like nobody else. I'm not trying to preach like anybody else, but I'm trying to do it the best way I can do it. And God says, if I do that, there's an audience for it. We don't diversify the gospel, but we do diversify its delivery. So in other words, take your favor, take your favor and package it in a different way. Why do you think there's UPS? Why do you think there's FedEx? Why do you think there's DHL? I don't know if DHL still exists. Why do you think that there are so many different delivery companies because one does it by ground better, one does it by air, one does it by sea? Do you get what I'm saying? There are di- I get it to you. Woo! It doesn't matter if it, it's the Pacific Ocean standing between us. I've got a vehicle that can get it to you. God says, I need people who use their favor and learn what is your best way of delivering it to people. Ah, God, because one size does not fit all because the world is so diverse and just because one group received it their way doesn't mean everybody else is going to receive it your way. You cannot keep taking what God has given you in your life and expecting everybody to accept you. Why do you think they don't like you? Because they're not in your group. Move on. In other words, stop trying to be friends with people who are not in your uh, perspective. They don't gel with your favor. That's That's why some people are angry at your favor. They're intimidated by your favor. They recognize that you are impeding upon their, watch this, location. Because as soon as you spread wider, you start moving your location. And people start saying, don't come over in my area where you ain't doing nothing. And God says to those who aren't doing anything, take their gifts and give it to the one who is doing something. So people know when somebody would favor is coming on the scene and is about to take their territory. They get mad because they're not in your audience. I got to move on. Here again, the text says it is the same Lord. So the Lord Jesus gives us our way to do it. Watch this now. The spirit gives us our charisma, but the Lord gives us our method. If we want to know what our favor is, you got to talk to the spirit. But if you want to know how to live it out, then you got to learn how to follow Jesus. Do you get what I'm saying? The diversity of methods, but there's only one Lord. Jesus is the Lord of how we live. Jesus is the Lord of how we apply what we learn. Jesus is the Lord of how we put the word into action in our life. I feel him. The spirit determines our gifts, but the Lord determines how we use them. A relationship with Jesus explains how we administer what we are good at. Ah, God, my relationship will administer how good I am at what I'm good at. Do you get what I'm saying? So another 
other words, I can tell how close people are to Jesus by how methodology, by the methodology of their operations. If people's operation is tired, it's weak, it's raggedy, it's, 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 uh, uh, unintentional, it's, 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 uh, uh, um, cheap and, and unaware. I know that that person's relationship with the Lord is not strong. When your relationship is strong with the Lord Jesus, he tells you how to walk on the water. When Peter saw Jesus, he said, bid me come to you. Jesus said, come on. Why? Why did Jesus say, come on? Because he knew Peter had the gift and capacity to do what he called him to do. And I'm telling you, God will never tell you to do anything that he hasn't already. The spirit already hasn't given you favor to do it. Why do you think Peter walked on the water? Because Peter was the same one who jumped out and cut off the dude's ear. Peter was the same one who spoke up and was cussing. Peter was the bold one. In other words, other people on the boat, they weren't getting out there. But Peter had this personality that was just like, I'll do it. I'll try it. He was the first one who spoke up and said, ain't nobody going to leave you. I ain't never leaving you, Jesus. Peter had a big mouth. And I'm telling you, God has an audience for people with big mouths. <laughs> if you think that you're an irritant to other people, it is true. You might be, but there is an audience who will love your brassness, your aggressiveness. Stop trying to get people to accept what is not for them. It is for, God dog it, I'm preaching to somebody and I don't know if you're getting this or not. In summary, we are basically determining what we are good at and deciding how we plan to use that favor in the world. That's all I'm saying. You got to figure out how to use it in the world. I got to move on. I got to get out of this. Look at this. Diversity of effects. The Greek term is energema, 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 which is the English word energy, which means operations. Ah, this is about to get juicy. And if I had an organ, I might start tuning up right here. Verse 6 says of chapter uh, uh, chapter 12, 1 Corinthians says, there are varieties of effects. Mm, God dog it. So there are varieties of favor and there are varieties of methods and how we get it out. But God also says there's a variety of how it impacts people. He says, but it's the same God. Now notice another change in the term. This time it's not the same spirit. It's not the same Lord, but it is the same God. God, who works all things in all persons. So there are diversities of operations. This could be used for a term. There are diversity of effects or operations or energy. In other words, the spirit gives some people favor, right? He gives us different favors, likability. Then Jesus takes that favor, packages for us, gives us location and says, live out this favor you have. Now watch this now. But everybody who walks with Jesus is going to have a different level of energy in her game. There it is. In other words, there's a different level of impact. We could, it could be two of us preaching to the same people. But in one instance, I'm going to have more impact than the other because there are diversity of energy. Uh, have you ever seen somebody play tennis the same way, <laughs> but they just not playing it the way the champion is. In other words, some the people who win play with a different level of aggressiveness and tenacity. They play with a different level of skill. I wonder, <laughs> is 
was it hard for you to wake up this morning? Are you moping through life? What's the day? Oh, here's another day. Or do you come out like Serena? Or what's her name? Osaka. Do you come out like Osaka and be like, ready? Woo! You're going to beat the baddest. You're going you're gonna to take the throne from some. Do you live life like you have some energy? Do you approach life saying, I want to make an impact today? Do you approach life saying, look here, wait a minute. I am somebody. Repeat the words of Martin Luther King. I am somebody. In other words, I do matter. And whether people accept Black Lives Matter or not, it doesn't matter. I know I matter and I'm going to live like I matter because I have a variety, a diversity of impact. So your energy, watch this now, watch this now, you have force. When you operate in your gift, you come with force and that force impacts those who listen. So watch this. Here it is. Write this down, Antonio. Get this, my brother. Get this. Don't invest in anything that doesn't respond to your energy. Don't don't respond. Listen, don't invest. Don't give your time to anything that doesn't respond to your force. If your energy cannot move it, it is not your audience. If your energy does not motivate those people, it is not your audience. If you keep coming back week after week, month after month, giving your all, doing everything you can to move a people who aren't moving, that is not your audience. Jesus said, why cast your pearls among the swine? Take your value and give it to an audience who is waiting to move. Don't you know the Bible said you have faith the size of a mustard seed? You can say to that mountain, be thou removed and it will uplift and move. Some stuff you're speaking to will not move because it is not receptive to your faith because they do not respect your gift and your favor. But when you walk up on the right mountain, when you walk up on the right audience, when you're operating in the right favor, using your gift the way the Lord says do it, God the Father who is standing by you will give you the force and the impact. Don't you know when Peter was fishing, he said, I was fishing all night, I ain't caught nothing. Jesus said, just cast your net on the other side of the boat. In other words, he said, listen, you didn't have impact here, but I got impact for your you're casting your net to the wrong side of the boat. You only fish where you catch stuff. Stop fishing where you ain't catching nothing. If 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 uh, big husky, um, big if big bow ball head, beautiful, sexy man ain't responded to you at Ralph. Stop going to Ralph's looking for him. Change your venue. I'm getting in trouble. Security. I'm gonna need security today. Listen, whatever you've been called to, you should have an impact upon. That's a quotable. Whatever you've been called to, you should have an impact upon. There are certain people in the world that only your voice can persuade. There are certain people that only your voice can persuade. And God has chosen you to be a part of his diversity plan to reach an audience in his vast world creation. God knows you can't reach the whole world, but he's saying, I want you to reach this section. And I got Ben reaching them. I got Dolores reaching them. I got Sharon reaching them. I got Tia reaching them. I got Preacher reaching them. I even got Cousin Kevin reaching some folk over here. I got Sherelle over here, CY over here. 
here, Tony over here, Antonio over here. I got everybody. I got different groups. Every, do you understand why diversity is important? It is God who is responsible for the impact. So notice this first text. The spirit gives you the favor. The Lord gives you the method. But God gives you the impact. <laughs> uh, didn't, didn't Paul say, Paul said one water, one, um, one souls, one waters, but it's God who gives the in- increase. In other words, at the end of the day, all of what you do, all of who you are, all your favor and all of how you live is measured by the impact that God gives it. Only what you do for Christ will last. God determines if it's valuable or not. God determines, look, you may walk away and say, didn't nobody receive, didn't nobody. God knows if it had impact. And whenever, whenever you're sowing somewhere that you're not giving impact and God knows that, he will give you signs to leave. He will give you uh, uh, things, symbols, and, and people to help you understand that's not your area. So the text says we have a diversity of effects or levels of energy, but we all have the same God. Meaning no matter how little your audience is or voice, doesn't matter if you're preaching to 5,000 or you're preaching to 50, the impact comes from God. So you don't worry about the impact, baby. It's not about the thousands. It's about, are you doing what God called you to do? God determines the impact. God determines the impact. God determines the bigness of your voice. Listen, some people can preach to 50 and have a bigger voice than a person who's preaching to 5,000 because the impact is greater to the 50 than the impact to the person preaching to 5,000. That's a man. Ooh, I want to live this way. We both have the same God. God, but God gives different impact. Do you get it? We all serve the same God, but he gives different impact to people who do it his way. God is no respecter of persons, but he diversifies us so we can reach more, which leads us to my third and my final question as we wrap it up. I am right out of time. Why does diversity matter? Or how fair is diversity? Because there are a lot of people who say, well, you know, you start favoring one group above another. That ain't fair. That ain't fair. You start doing stuff like affirmative action, you know, and you start making laws and rules to, to include other people. Do you get what I'm saying? Because we're trying to include more people at this university, we have to change some things to diversify. And people start thinking that diversity isn't fair. Once you start not giving all your attention to your boo and you start giving some to the job and to the YMCA and to the ministry, your boo will then start saying, why you got to go to church again? Why you got to help that choir again? Can't the choir sing by themselves? Why do they need a director? You idiot. Why do you think they need a director? My, my point is when you start diversifying your life, people think it isn't fair, but diversity is fair. If people would stay long enough to see see the return of diversity instead of just balking at the diversity, they would see that God's plan of diversity is really for them and not for the person singled out. Oh, I got to tell you this one. I got to go home preachy. Preachy, they're going to put, they're going to turn off the, the internet. First Corinthians 12, 7 says the spirit is given to each individual. He says, but to each one is given the manifestation 
of the spirit for the what? The common good. Do you get it is not. In other words, it is not just for the group that you are singling out. It is for everybody. Diversity is for everybody. God gives you diversity because it's going to help the whole. Do you remember I told you God gives you the franchisee and says diversify your franchisee? Not so I can point you out, but so that we can reach the world. Diversity is for the world and the United States would be a better place if we understood the significance of diversity. We are built on kings and queens, brown and different shades, white and black and intelligent and degreed and undegreed. We are built, we are a cosmopolitan of a bunch of different ethnicities, but not so the single one out is inferior and one superior. When we all celebrate our own uniqueness coming to America too, uh, when we all celebrate our uniqueness, then we add to the whole of the body that God diversifies us. He says, people say, well, God is colorblind. He don't see no color. Yes, he does. God wouldn't have created us with different shades if he didn't appreciate the shades that contribute to the whole. Who wants to see a straight yellow rainbow? No, nobody wants to see straight yellow. No, nobody wants to see straight blue. But when we see yellow and red and green and blue and all of those colors, we say, whoa, ain't that a rainbow? The rainbow sparkles because of its diversity. And I'm telling you, the church will sparkle if it gets diversity. The world will sparkle if we get diversity. Don't you know India is India, Africa is Africa, U.S. is U.S. These countries are together isolated individual and diversity but together we are the world together we are the globe we are the consummation of 8 billion people plus on this planet the term for common good means to profit with all your diversity should benefit all it means the whole group benefits from the temporary identification of me as a black man when I embrace my identity as a black man I embrace the wholeness of our existence when I get my diversity under wraps, I understand that my diversity adds to the whole of all colors. Diversity shouldn't divide us. It should bring us together. So whatever diversity you are practicing that isolates others, it is not godly diversity. We choose diversify. We choose diversity to add to the whole, not to subtract from it. So I give you this conclusion. Here it is. I'm wrapping this up. Here it is. The conclusion is that, first of all, There is a whole world out there. I'm trying to get you to see there's a whole world out there. There's a whole world out there. And then there's you. There's you with the diversity of charisma, a diversity of methods, and a diversity of energy to help you find your audience that reflects you. You can't find your audience if you don't know you. You don't know your charisma. You don't know your method. You don't know your energy. You will never find your audience So your charisma, your methodology, and your energy will direct you to your audience. The world is huge. It's too big for me. It's too big for each one of us alone. But if I learn my charisma, if I find my method, if I establish my energy, as I learn myself, I learn my audience. And specific or diverse, I can find the audience that God has selected just for me. Audience will reflect you. Audience will reflect you because you are gifted to reach them. So as franchisees, I encourage your diversity today. 
Don't get stuck in one mode. Explore those things deep inside of you that you've been afraid to display. It could be your ticket to destiny. Your diversity is your roadmap to your destiny. People often talk about destiny, but it's our diversity that makes destiny a reality. What is the destiny? God's destiny is to reach the whole world. But if we don't establish our own individual diversities, we will never reach the world because the gospel cannot be preached one way to reach the world. That's why God has Methodist. He has Episcopal. He has Pentecostal. He has Protestant. He has Catholic. He has black. He has brown. He has blue. He has white. He has intelligent. He has people who just learned it the best way they could. He's getting it to everybody any way he can. And we will never reach the world being one group or band of Christians. We must diversify. We must stop being a church that excludes people and pushes people aside. We must know what is our wheelhouse. There are some churches that minister to a certain group of people. They do great ministry. I'm telling you, if the gospel is really the gospel and the gospel is the power unto salvation, it will change the people. It is not the church's responsibility to change you. Let me give you the gospel. And if you're really receiving the gospel by faith, you will make the changes you need to make. So I'm not authorizing you to sit in the church because you have a way or a lifestyle. I'm preaching you the gospel knowing you have that lifestyle and I have faith in the power of that gospel to change that lifestyle. So it would be stupid of me to keep you outside of the church because you will never get the gospel that way. So diversify Build your house on things eternal that brings roads to God. And that way is narrow, but the broadness is a way to get people to the door. And we must open that door and allow people to see change. We need special teams. We need boots on the ground. Tia, we need boots on the ground. See why? We need boots on the ground. In other words, we need some dancers. We need, we need air deployments. We need sea and land. Dolores, we need you on the radio. We need you to speak up Jesus. We need you to use that voice and be like, holla, I need you, Ben. I need you on TV. I need you in the big movies on the cinema. I need you to shine that light. It's the favor. You may never say the word Jesus. You may never preach the gospel. But when you're on the screen, there's a favor given by the spirit that the Lord is using and God will give the impact. Woo! We need entertainment. We need Christians in law. We need science. We need agriculture. We need missions and churches, parachurches and Christian business. We all have a role to play in the kingdom. And I'm here to remind you, God is a God of diversity and he created you with a specific set of skills in mind. Be like Liam Neeson on Taken. I have a very specific set of skills. I will find you and I will... (laughs) I have a very specific set of skills. I will find you and I will preach the gospel to you. And you will not even be able to resist it. Do you know that people can't even accept Jesus without being regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, there are people out there God has designed for you to bring the gospel. And he says, when you preach it, they won't even be able to resist it. Oh, there's a very specific set of skills that I've been called to do. Now get to exploring kingdom diversity. I'm PC and that's all I got. Woo!